Okay, my friends, this is actually a very exciting series. We've been, um, we did so far the laws of interest, the laws of Avodazara, but we're really excited to, um, to learn with you this series because in this series, what you're going to see is um, what people get very confused in is that they, they, you know, you don't know who to give to, how much to give, where to give. And because of that, either you give too little or you give too much, which is usually not so much of an issue. Or what happens is that you don't give to, like you give to different places and then for what you're more obligated to give, and as we'll see, what's those obligations, you don't. Whereas if you know the halachot, you know more or less what you're, where you're supposed to direct your finances. And what, look, we have to start with a few things, but even before I look at, uh, get, get into, the, into, the, into the source material, which is the following. There's, a, there's one topic called tzedakah, and then there's another topic called ma'aser. One has nothing to do with the... I mean, they're very closely related, but it's two different subjects. Tzedakah is an obligation that's written in the Torah on every single person. And then there's another another concept called maser, which is tithing, which is going to be a three-way machloket, whether you're obligated on the Torah level, or on a rabbinic level, or even less than a rabbinic level, more as a custom, and a mineg, and 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 the guarantee that if you do, you'll be rewarded, but not a, um, but not a, not even a rabbinic level. We're going to see that it's a, it's a three-way uh, discussion. It's a three-way machloket. Whereas um, the uh, the the um, obligation of tzedakah is something that is that is much more basic and. Now, in Maser, we're going to be discussing, it's not going to be for the next few weeks at least, but in the topic of Maser, we're going to be discussing all types of financial obligations. For example, what, how, how do you calculate Maser? Is it, is it, is it pre-tax? Is it after-tax? Let's say you invested in, in, a, in a company and whatever you make, you just put back in the company. At what point do you, do you take Maser off that? Any distribution that comes out or... or or, um, or, or how about, uh, you know, tuition? Is that part of Maser? How much Maser? You know, that's, that's a whole, that's a whole different type of discussion that we're, we're going to have to discuss how to calculate your Maser. But right now we're, we're learning, we're starting with the basics, which is the obligation of, uh, of tzedakah nowadays. Okay. So we're in, um, I'm going to read to you. I'm going to read to you the, uh, the, the first level. Which is, um, which is, which is uh, in the in the beginning of these sheets. Now, this is written by the Yerucha, um, the Yerucha Chabura in Lakewood. They they have a, a running Chabura going on now. They're in the middle of like their fourth year, so they're already. I don't know what they're learning now. Something to do with in uh, Choshen Mishpat, but this was something that they did one or two years ago, and and we're. Uh, we're, 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 we're doing this now. 
usually in our previous things we would have tests and everything. This is not tests, so you guys are lucky on this one. But um, but the, it, it's very good source material to learn. There's also resources online if you want to follow with them also. Okay, so let's start. Tzedakah and Maser. Tzedakah, I'm going to read to you. You don't have that this piece. I wasn't able to print everything. It would have been like 60 pages. But I just printed you some of the main points that we want, I want you guys to look inside. So for now, let's start with the following. Tzedakah is much more merely than a societal good. The reason... I'm going to read from this sheet. The reason Kalei Yisrael are leaders in philanthropy worldwide is because we recognize tzedakah is not merely a good deed, but it's an integral part of preservation of the world. Rabbonu Shalom created the world in a way in which you're empowered to help and support those who have less than us. For this reason, explains Rab Chaim Velazhin, that the reward for tzedakah is much more direct and guaranteed than other mitzvot. Yeah, you don't find in other mitzvot that you get rewarded the way you do with tzedakah. Why? By giving tzedakah properly and generously, we become partners with Hashem. When we do so, we are acting as a trusted agent to deliver the funds that Hashem wants to distribute to all of Kuala Yisrael. Now, there are two categories in, in, uh, in tzedakah, which get confused. Tzedakah and maaser. Okay, we already discussed that. One important difference between the mitzvah of tzedakah and the lach of maaser is the obligation. Tzedakah is the oraita. Maaser is, is going to be a whole different... Uh, a whole different, you know, as we mentioned, a whole different level, whether it's obligation or not. And the amount of obligation is also going to be different. Maser is usually 10%. Tzedakah, we'll see, much, much less. Much less. To fulfill your basic Torah obligation. Okay, and then you have all, obviously, the, 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 the rewards. So, I mean, what we're going to work on today is... And this is, you know, especially relevant to those who have to deal with tzedakah organization. They have to be the rabbanim of, so for example, my, my rav in Eretz Yisrael, his name is Rav Azriel Orbach. He's the son of Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach. He's the son-in-law of Rav Yashiv. He's one of the preeminent poskim there. And he's in charge of the vadat tzedakot of Eretz Yisrael. You see all those flyers that always come out? Like he's the posek. So he has, to, he has to always decide like the most difficult questions. Who gets what? How much should this person get? How mu- I thought something happened to you. How, mu- well, how much this person gets? How much that person gets? It, it's, always a, um, it's always like a tremendous challenge that, um, that, 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 that figuring out who is called poor. I mean, let's say we have somebody like, let's say, I'll just give you a few questions that come into my mind. For example, somebody who is, you know, the more you give him, the more he just squanders it. You know, uh, or, you know, he's renting a very expensive apartment and, you know, and it's where he owns a, he owns a property and he could sell it, you know, or a, uh, you know, all of these questions are, 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 are relevant to relevant to this discussion how do we oh you have that also how do we next week will be hopefully we'll have the physical booklets and 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 you know it's like how do we calculate exactly who's considered poor and what level of poor what level do you do you do you uh, do you have to research in the person Number two has just happened today. You're, you're, mamash, in the middle of tefillah, you're approached by a mashulach. 
Mamash, you're middle of it. You're in the middle of saying, you know, like Shema. What are you supposed to do? And somebody comes to you and, ask, and asks you in the middle. Are you allowed? Uh, should you give them at that time specific times of davening that is okay and others not? Always happens. Um, here, the, another question they have is a family member of mine is financially stable. He's making a, a wedding now and understandably the costs are astronomical. May I give him a substantial wedding gift from my tzedakah account without him knowing? Is that called tzedakah? He's not a poor person. But he, but he has a lot of expenses now. Yeah. <laughs> he has a lot of expenses now. So do you fulfill tzedakah? Number four, when giving tzedakah, are there specific causes that take precedence or other, others in organizations? Yeshivas, mikvehs, shuls, children with disabilities, families with no food or no shelter. Also something very important. These are all very important questions, you know. No, that's just for, that's just for like, uh, maybe today we'll cover some of them. So that's what we're going to do now. We're going to start today. We're going to start from... Oh, that's where we're going to start. So, one of the best-selling books in history, probably the best-selling is the Bible. You agree or not? So let's open up the Bible. Every hotel. <laughs> okay. I don't think they do anymore. They rely that you have an online thing. They used to be. Every time I go into a hotel, I'd have to go into the thing and then put it under somewhere, I don't know where, in the closet. So, but uh, you know what? And now you look back, you say it's a good thing they have, they, you know, at least that. They, 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 they believe in God and everything like that. Now it's like even worse. Yeah, society be more, more, yeah. No, you don't agree? Yeah, no. Okay. Sefer Devarim, Parashat Re'e. It's written the following, the mitzvah of tzedakah. Pasuk Zayin. You don't, you don't have it in your sheets? I'll read it out to you. When you're going to have a poor person on, in one of your gates, in your land, Asher Adonai Elohecha noten lach that Hashem gave you this land lo te'ametzet levavecha don't hold back your, your heart velo tikvotzet yadecha and don't hold don't close your hand me'achicha ha'evyon for your poor person which by the way what do you see from over here I always say this that you can't just say oh you're frustrated when somebody walks in and he needs tzedakah and one day I get a job and I get his act together the Torah says there's always going to be evyonim in the world you know, the Torah is going to be in a, in a view. I feel bad for places like, let's say, uh, Monaco or things like that. They probably don't have any poor people there. How do they ever get tzedakah? Uh, you know, there's no poor. Okay. I guess the Mishulachim come there also. I don't know. Forget the dogs and art museums. Uh, dogs and art museums, you know. They could, they could save them. There's always somebody, yeah. Open your hand to him. And, and grant to him. In other words, if he doesn't want to take tzedakah, Rashi explains, give him a loan. Whatever he's missing, give him. These are all crucial words. Give him what he's missing. Famous Gemara says that if a rich person lost all his money and he's used to riding on a white horse, you give him that white horse. You know, it's like, uh, 
up to what point? I'm, I'm supposed to give some guy who was always used to, 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 to a Rolls Royce and then and then the next day he lost and I have to give him a Rolls Royce. When he says over here, the means a Jew. Right, and we also learn from over here that the mitzvah is mainly by a Jew and uh, and uh, and and uh, and, and, and what does that mean? Like non-Jews, when you're allowed to give to or not, also. There's a lot of halachot over here. Very important. All of these halachot are very important. Okay. Um, the Rashi also says, If you're not going to give him at the end of the day, you're going to be his brother of poverty. In other words, person doesn't give, he could also find himself in that situation, in the cycle of life. Okay, um, another thing we learn from the word Mishaarecha, that means the, 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 the priority goes to somebody that's in your city. Aniya more than other people. Somebody comes to you collecting from Chicago, they'll say, listen, I have a choice. I give $100, either somebody in Los Angeles to Chicago, you have to go to Los Angeles. You can't give to Chicago. How about Eretz Yisrael? So that's going to be a question. Does Eretz Yisrael have the halacha like your city or not? Okay. Does the situation of the war change the halacha? Like, should we prioritize giving to hospitals there? And like, have to get it obviously, obviously, there could be some consideration also. I know, Pidyon Shvuyim, they're not really going to accept so much money. I don't know if I, I, I mentioned this to you, but, um, but Rav Hutner was, uh, was a captive in the Pan Am in 19, everybody remembers what year? Remember what year? 70s. In the 70s? 70s. So Rav Utner, together with his son-in-law of Jonathan David and his daughter, Rebetzin Bruria David, along with Rabbi Yosef Harari Raful. They were all there on that plane captured. And um, there was a big discussion whether they could ransom them or not. Uh, in other words, could they get the money together to, 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 to ransom them out? So it's a... It's a big question now because are, are you allowed to what was it pay? No, but it's just this is just a story because he asked about the shvuyim when you're going to give money for the shvuyim. So are you allowed at all to to pay for shvuyim to, to to release them? The Gemara says you're not allowed because it's just going to encourage the terrorists of doing more, which that's the truth. That's what happened. Either way, they asked for Moshe Feinstein, and he was of the opinion. That uh, since it's written in the Gemara that, that for a Talmud Chacham, somebody very important that the Tzibor needs him, you're allowed. So then, uh, then you're allowed. Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky held you're not allowed. He says that this restriction, this this permission of allowing to ransom, is only during the time of war. But if it's not the time of war, not so. Interesting. Avram Fruchtander was was they were collecting the money at the time to put it together in order to in order to. Um, to free Rav Wittner. Rav Wittner found out they were trying to do this, so he, he sent the message, ask Rabbi Feinstein if I'm allowed or not. If they're allowed or not. In other words, he was around. Rabbi Feinstein said, you are allowed. That, 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 that's interesting. It, it, it came out, but it's, uh, it was a machloket in the first place. It wasn't so simple if, 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 they would be, uh, if they would be allowed to ransom them or not, but they, whatever, that's the halacha that came out that they were allowed. That wouldn't be where you live. 
No, it's two things. Besharecha, in your city and in the land that Hashem gave you. So maybe this is where we learned that Eretz Yisrael is, is, is considered. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, not first. Or Sharecha, or in other words, maybe it's equal. I don't know where you see it goes first. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the source in the Torah. So let's continue to the to to. So where is this codified in the Rambam? In the, in the this is the tour that we're looking at. You guys have the the photocopy of page uh, of page nine. The tour once again. Who has the tour? I like mentioning who the Rabbanim are. Many of you probably know, and it's repetitive, but it's always good to clarify. In the chain of halacha, it works that. You had the, uh, the, the, the Geonim came right after the Gemara, and then the Rishonim. The Rishonim was codified by the Rambam, the uh, Rashi, Tosfot, uh, Ramban, Rajba. No, the Tur was the son of the Rosh. The Rosh was also one of the Rishonim. 1400s, 1300s, 1400s, 1300s. End of the Rishonim. And the Tur saw that there's all these different opinions. So he gathered something called Arba Turim, four sections. Orachayim Yoredea, Evan Ezer, and Choshen Mishpat. That is the tour's classification of four subjects. Now, where would Hilchotzidakabi? Where would you think? You think in Orachayim? It's not in in ways of life. It's in Yoredea. It's in laws of because uh, it's it's like a, a prohibition not to give tzedakah, right? So it's in Hilchotzidakah, and and there's obligations and prohibitions, just like Kashrut. Rebeat and Sedaka, that's all in that section of Yoradea. And there the um, so the tour brings the tour is the bedrock of Allah. Why? Because the Bet Yosef Rav Yosef Karo chose the tour to write his commentary, Bet Yosef, where he summarizes the Halacha, and from there he wrote the cliff notes called the Shulchan Aruch. So anything that you want to know Halacha, you start with Bet Yosef first, tour Bet Yosef. My son wanted to learn Halacha, I told him. You have to start with Tur Bet Yosef first. You can't just just learn Shulchan Aruch Mishtabura. It's just going to go one ear, go out the other. It's not. You're not going to know really the source. So that's the tour. Let's just. We're not going to learn the whole tour right now. But we're going to learn some of it. This is just giving you a flavor of the tour. Once again, the son of the Rosh. If you know all the Torah, the Balaturim, same author. Balaturim says this parasha, Hamas Gematria Gehinom. Yes, sir. We, we lived it. Mitzvat ase. Liten tzedaka. Lefi kefi asagat yado. It's a mitzvah to give tzedaka according to your means. Umeod meod. Double language. Doesn't usually do that. Umeod meod. Tzarech li zaher. Wow. Yoter mikol mitzvat ase. More than any other positive commandment. Can you believe it? Because you can come to Chazal murdering. If you don't give him right away and he's like, Mama starving and he asks you for money and you didn't give him, who knows? You know, you know what else is maybe Pikuach Nefesh nowadays? A smile. Smiling to someone. Who knows that a guy is like, how do we know what's going on in a person's mind and suicidal thoughts and whatever else? And it, I remember there's a neighbor I had on my street, on Alvira Street. And I didn't see him for months. I'm not a Jewish guy, but I didn't see him for months. 
And then they, and then and that's what happened. He said, oh, he shot himself in the head. He's not. And I was thinking, like, maybe if I would have, like, schmoozed with him more or <laughs> something, he wouldn't have done that to him. You never know. Like, even a smile. That's also a Pikuach Nefesh type of thing. What? Months ago, he says, on the way to the Golden Gate Bridge to drop himself down, and he said that he wrote a note saying, On the way there, someone smiles at me, I won't do it. And someone, no one smiled at him. No, wow, wow, wow. Okay, thanks for depressing me. Okay, oh, and that's exactly what he's gonna call it. Who uvda de ben zoma? Um, in other words, Ben Zoma is quoted in Pirkei Avot. You remember Vikama? In other words, that he was on the horse and he said, "Wait, Dave, let me go down." The guy dying in the meantime. Vikama How many times are we commanded? And there's also negative commandments. Like it's written, We just read. Whoever ignores tzedakah is called a person of Belial. Why? Because he thinks that nothing's in control. He says he's in control of his own money and everything else. It's gonna, if somebody needs... That's what you have to remember. Even if you give just a little bit. But that also is important to every single person. If they ask, that we're going to see it's not so simple. Not so simple. That is today's, uh, today we're going to see a little bit more about that. And somebody who's careful in tzedakah, we could tell that he's really Jewish. Like it's written in the Manya Shavu said, Banavid Beto Acharav Lasut Tzedakah Mishpat. Like it's written by Avram Avinu that Hashem's going to he's commanding his son and his children afterwards. Let's continue reading. It's so interesting. Ven Kisei Yisrael Mitkonen Mitkonen Vedat Haemet Omedet Elam Tzedakah. The celestial chair of Israel. And the data emet is only b'tzedakah. Israel is going to be delivered only b'tzedakah. Like it's written, And it's greater than all korbanot. Like Rabbi Lazarus, I'm Rabbi Lazar, where there's like 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 he did the whole world chesed, like he says, chesed adonai Ve'olam en adam me'anim in the person has become poor from tzedakah. Ve'lo davara, nothing bad. Ve'lo hezek mitgolel al yada, and no and no damage comes, like it says, vayamat tzedakah shalom. Nothing bad comes out of tzedakah. Ve'kol amirachem ala aniem, anybody who has mercy on poor people, hakadosh baruch hu merachem alav. Hashem has mercy on him. And the person should think, just like every single moment he asks from Hashem, she has been no parnasato. He's a poor person in front of Hashem, and like he asks from Kadosh Baruch Hu that she yishma shavato, you should listen to his needs. Kain tzaruch she yishma, so you should also listen to shavat aniim, to the to the cry of a poor person. In other words, you're emulating Hashem when you're listening to a poor person's plight. He comes to you and says, you know, I have this and I have that and I have that. You're listening, so you're emulating Hashem. It's also a, a guarantee that if that person cries out, Hashem will listen to them. And Hashem is going to say, why aren't these people giving? The person should also know that the world is round and what comes around what goes around comes around. 
וסוף אדם לבוא לידי מידה זו. ואם לא הוא, יבוא בנו, בן בנו. And if it's not him, his son or his grandson is going to come. I said this, this story is unbelievable, actually, if you want to hear this story. Um, we have a neighbor over here, Rabbi Pinto. His, fa- his, his, um, yeah, his, his father, his name was Rabbi Moshe Aaron Pinto. He's a big tzaddik. Lived in Ashdod. And his grandfather, his name was Rabbi Chaim Pinto. So, um, uh, I'll tell you the, I'll tell you the names involved. It's actually a, a very interesting story if you think about it. Uh, so this is Rabbi Pinto. He has a brother called Rabbi David Pinto in in, uh, in Manhattan and other places. Does a lot of tzedakah and help in the world. And he helped found a kollel in Toronto where I was Rosh Kollin on the name of his father called Yismach Moshe, Moshe for his father. Okay, you're following the story. Now, it happened to be that at that time I was trying to publish the works of a relative of mine, my grandmother's cousin. He was a Dayan in Morocco. His name is Rabbi Serrero. Following? Now, Rabbi Serrero was on the Bedin together with somebody else called Rabbi Ben Shushan. You know Rabbi Ben Shushan from LA? His great-grandfather. They were on the same Bedin in a city called Mogador. A lot of names. If you remember, fine. If you don't, not important. So, so these two Rabbanim were on the Bedin. And Rabbi Chaim Pinto, who was the grandfather of this rabbi over here, he passed away, leaving behind orphans. So one of the orphans was Rabbi Moshe Aaron Pinto. Okay? He asked for a letter from these Dayanim, Rabbi Serrero and Rabbi Ben Shushan. He asked them for a letter that he needs support. You know, he's not going to be able to, 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 to support himself. And he wrote a letter. They wrote him that letter. You know, please help him out. Everything like that. I don't know if he ever needed it or not. That part I don't know. But, but, but they wrote him. They helped him out in that regard. Now, fast forward. It says in the tour that even if tzedakah is not done in this generation, and but the children might be done. Fast forward two generations later. Here I am in the kolo, um, be that was founded, supported by Rabbi Moshe Aaron Vinto. And I was learning together with Ari's uncle, his name is Aaron ben Shushan. I was teaching him because he, he came to learn in the kol sometimes. And, and I was also trying to publish the book of Rabbi Serrero. So here I am, um, benefiting from the tzedakah and from the goodness of Rabbi Moshe Pinto. Moshe Aaron, but you're following? Moshe Aaron Pinto. And so I, so Rav Chaim Serrero is benefiting because his books are being published and Rabbi Ben Shushan's grandchild, grandchild is also me. Whereas he needed him, he needed these two rabbis a few generations before. So it's always, you know, it's always like a cycle of life. So you think you're helping this one, how do you know in the next generation and that and that, even if you don't see it in this generation. So it, that's the... That, that's the cycle, how it works. Okay, now. Um, how do you say, oh, man, I'm going to be lacking money. You know what I mean? Money is not yours, rather it's a collateral that Hashem gave you. 
שיחלק לעניים ממנו. וזה יכול להיות, השם wants, he gave you money, so you're able to give it to poor people. שלום ממנו לחיצרין והלך לפרנס שמחה ועוד. כדבר בדוק מנושא, it is known that because of צדקה that a person gives, he's not going to be missing. לא יחסר לו, לאדרפו, תוסיף לו אושר וכבוד. It's going to be added on to him wealth and honor, like it's written, מתחילה תשומה לבית השם. Beautiful. And it's written, Now, the tour doesn't usually do this. He doesn't. Sometimes he does. Not often that he goes on such a long rampage. And he's like, Everything is forbidden to test Hashem. Also, Also, It moves away difficult decrees and ra'av and, and, and hunger like it happened at Sarufit because of an uga ktana that she made she gave to Eliyahu he saved her at the end so that is basically the tour explaining to us the importance of Tzedakah let's get a little bit into the meat and potatoes now you open up to the next page number 10 you'll take a look at the Shulchan Aruch okay so the tour is one thing now the Shulchan Aruch is a cliff notes of the tour and whatever he brings in the Bet Yosef over here he didn't bring so much more in the Bet Yosef nothing more to bring so much it's mostly um, it's mostly uh, um, um, you know Midrashim that the tour gave so he doesn't bring so many more of these intricate halachot and he says like this so sh- this is the Shulchan Aruch I'm reading from Mitzvah it's a mitzvah to get tzedakah according to your ability. How many times are we commanded in this mitzvah? There's somebody who turns away from it. Whoever turns his eye away is called a uh, bad person. And like he's serving Abu Dazara. You be very careful because you come to, 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 to killing somebody. Because if a, if a person is needing money and you don't give him, that can happen, like the story of the Dambanantina. Basically, it's what we saw on the tour, right? And he's going to bring a few more things. I just want to show you how the Shulchan Aruch is a repetition and a, 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 a summary of the tour. Nothing bad. Number three, anybody who has mercy on Aniyam HaKadosh Baruch Hu has mercy on him. And the Ramah adds on. He says, oh, I think the Shulchan should add this on. person should think just like he asked for a Kaddish Baruch Hashem should listen to him. Uh, just like he listens to the Aniyim. Now you also have in his mind that it's a, it's, a, it's a world that turns around and whoever's up today could be down tomorrow. son or his grandson come to this And if you have mercy on others, Hashem will have mercy on you. Okay, so that's basically the summary. Now, let's go to the Holy Khatam Sofer. Unbelievable. The Khatam Sofer says like this. He has a tshuva in Orachayim that he brings a, a question. It's, it's like a, such a mitzvah. Why don't we give a bracha before we give tzedakah? You ever thought of that, Mr. Hill? Why don't you make a bracha before you give tzedakah? The Rashba asks it. Rashba has Shilotu Tshuvot. They're right there. Shilotu Tshuvot Rashba. And he has a very famous question. Why not? Why don't you make a bracha? Okay, that might be. So one of the, uh, the famous answer he gives is that maybe the Ani's not going to accept from you. So it's going to be like a bracha levatala. 
You know the story of the brisker. You can do it online right now. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. What would be? A, but what about the brisk? You know the you know with brisker, they're very machbiyar and mitzvot. So one guy, he had a Hamas guy running after him, and and uh, finally, finally the guy the guy caught him. So so he goes to him, he goes to him. Wait, 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 wait. And he says, Baruch Hashem, Hashem, Hashem. So the Hamas guy says, Wow, he believes so much in Hashem. I'm not going to kill you. No, but you, you gotta have, you have to have the right intention. So just like when you have, you're doing a mitzvah, part of it is the, is, is the bracha, right? So in mitzvahs, but you also have. The, 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 the intention the, the, what you're thinking about right there's different levels right when you're giving stuck also if you, you have to uh, think about it forced to it I don't think you get the credit either well you get credit just you don't get the same credit obviously you're still but it's it's you're right it's it's not a it's, it's not the Mufhar now so the Khatam Sofer brings like this he brings this Rashba and he gives another answer no, he doesn't give it. He gives this answer. He says, Tu katam perush ram mashikatam rashba betshuvanal. Kol mitzvah she'ena nikmered lisiu adam acher enu mevarech. Any mitzvah that is not completed unless you need the help of someone else, you can't make a bracha on it. Therefore, mishum achienu mevarech and alat tzedaka. Like it's written, ha-mekabal lo ba'ina le-kibu. If mekabal says, I don't want to accept it from you, like a mitzvah, no mitzvah. And he brings a raya, in other words, a mitzvah of marrying a later lady doesn't necessarily push off another mitzvah in a case where she might not want to be married. He brings her a proof. It's not really relevant to us. Um, but he goes on, and one, just, one thing I do want to point out, if you go like the last five lines of him, he says... Because of this Rashba, we understand also that any Bein Adam Lechavero, let's say you do Chesed for a person, not only that you eat Tzedakah, but alone, which is part of Tzedakah, or you're helping him on something, why don't you make a Bracha, Lasut Chesed? You don't find such a Bracha. Because if your friend says, I don't need it, then, so you need him to say that. Anything you need him to say that, they never made a Bracha. Mashigin Bein Adam Lamako. In other words, if, if, if Hashem says that you have to do something, even though, uh, in other words, you have to do lulav, then, then obviously... In other words, even if your friend is going to benefit from there, then you, but, but Hashem said to do it. A mitzvah ben adam lemakom. I'm trying to think of an example. What? Let's say, what's a ben adam lemakom that your friend's benefiting from? But he has no choice to say no. I guess like a make, making a. you have a guest. ben maybe, or make. Make is a, is a, is a, like you're making a wall. You have to make a bracha on a make, I think. Ah, you're, hel- you're helping the guy, he's not gonna fall. Ben is a machloket if it's a bracha. No, but there is for sure one bracha to it. Building a, yeah. Building a, 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 a fence on the roof and the whole from it? Well, whoever's going to go on the roof is going to benefit, but I like his example for sure. 
or Birkat Amila, your child is benefiting from having a Brit Milah. The Kohen is getting money. Yeah, so all these, these are good examples, right. But, but tzedakah is neto 100% Ben Adam L'chaveiro. On Ben Adam L'chaveiro that you need his help, we don't have a bracha. Okay. What? Because you only make a bracha before. It means over la siyatan. That's a bracha of shvach. It's not a bracha of mitzvah. It's a bracha of 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 uh, of, of praise. You only talk in stuck in this case of helping the poor, but you know, stuka is also uh, if you're helping a yeshiva, you're sponsoring the people to learn. You're not necessarily helping the poor. You sponsor. Hachzaka, hachzaka Torah. That's called hachzaka Torah. Yeah, but. On the general mitzvah tzedakah, they didn't give a mitzvah, so hachzakat Torah, which is a branch of it, so they didn't, uh, so we didn't, uh, but it's kind of like also poor. That's the thing about hachzakat Torah, because these people are not working so they could learn Torah. You're right, they could work. It's not like a poor person that is just trying to work and is not going for him. They could work, and because of you, they're learning. So that's a form of also necessity type of thing. Yeah, I think that, you know, that's a form of it. All of these young people, what happened that is, that is before there was yeshivot? Yeah. All of these young people in Europe or in Morocco, 13 years old, they had to go out to work. Why are they not going out to work? That, that, that's, because people are supporting. That's in the case That's in the case that the one is going to pay for the avrach. But, you know, many times in Israel, for example, they, they don't pay. And some people, they come, they learn... Willfully, but you spending money to buy the building or pay for the rent or for the place. Or what do you mean? But that again, because if there was, the because they don't have that need, maybe at this point, but they have a need of having a yeshiva. Because if they didn't have a yeshiva, they would be lost. They wouldn't be in yeshiva. They would, they would, they would have to find to be mafarnis themselves somehow with their parents. So tuition is for sure not stata. Of course it's tzedakah. It's the highest form. Uh, uh, Limurator is the highest form. If tuition is going to pay for the teacher, you mean? Because it's going to help Torah being learned. And if there's not Torah being learned, then uh, besides the fact that you don't have achzakat Torah, you're also helping these people learn. No, but you're saying in the case of... Mm-hmm. In the case of the Avrechim, the money is going... Right, you're saying, let's say it's not... A, you're asking for a, yesh- a 14-year-old yeshiva bacher. Why is that, when you're giving money to a yeshiva, why is that called a tzedakah? That's what you're asking. Yeah. Okay. You, you're associating tzedakah with helping the person make a living that, that cannot afford it. Right? So you're helping a person. So that's tzedakah, right? Yeah, the, okay, we're going to, uh, maybe, we'll, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that a little bit more because I don't think I give you a, be- a good enough answer. I think your, your question is better than the answer. Okay, in page 12... One of the most phenomenal Sfarim that was written in this generation was from a great Jew called Rav Chaim Kanievsky. You ever heard of him? Rav Chaim Kanievsky, people know for Barachot and everything. But he, what he did for Parnassa, everybody had to do a Parnassa. So his Parnassa was when there was a leap year, like this year's a leap year, he'd have time to write Sfarim. So he wrote this Sfarim and he sold this Sfarim. That's how he made a living. How much he sell Sfarim? I don't know. Not, not very expensive, but that was enough. No, no. Reb Chaim, he lived in Bnei Brak in the past generation. He was our Rebbe. He was Klal Yisrael's Rebbe in the past past, uh, past uh, half a decade or something like that. He was, uh, you know, so he was very, very beloved. 
cared about every Jew. And as a matter of fact, annoying people like myself would write him letters. And instead of writing more Sfarim, he answered letters. And they asked him, Rebbe, you know, Claudius, you're only Jewish Sfarim. Like who's, he says, who knows what Zechut I'm living in? A Jew wants an answer for me, I'm going to do this. It's, 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 it's one of the most amazing things that I think. Did you ask him a halacha question or a personal life question? No, I asked, him, I asked him when I was in Westwood. You ever heard of a place called Westwood? Mm-hmm. I would ask him questions. I, and I have it in, in the museum. I think we have it. In, in the, the postcard. I would ask him questions from Westwood. You know, uh, nobody wears a hat over here. So if I forgot my hat one day, can I pray without a hat? And is that the questions like that? And, and he would ask, I would get like a postcard. 10523 Westwood Kehila. Westwood, Nine zero zero two five. Yeah, he would write them himself, and he would send it. I have it. I written. Uh, I, I have it. it. We have a museum in Magenavot, open Cholamoyed for children. We have a little case over there. You could go visit. You can see that postcard. Okay, free of charge for now. Okay, <laughs> now it, the, that this there's no Mishnabura on on um, on on Hilchot Tzedakah. But Rav Chaim Kanyevsky took the style of the Mishnah Berurah, and one of the one of the parts of the Rambam, he based himself on the Rambam, is the laws of Matanota Aniyim, the laws of uh, gifts to the poor. So on top is the Rambam, and the bottom is his commentaries. Okay? So Rav Chaim over here, in Tziyun HaHalacha, has an important question. Why don't you make a bracha? Uh, he says like this. Uh, I'm sorry, not why are you a This is going to be a golden question, probably the most important question that, that people have in Sadaka. Look at the Rambam in Bet on top. Okay? Rambam says like this. Anybody who sees a poor person who is asking, and he is hiding himself from him. He's violating a lotase. That's very tough. So Rab Chaim Kanyevsky says like this. First of all, in his Derech Emuna Zayin, it's like Mishtabura. He says, in Derech Emuna Zayin, Aval im Ehu, let's say he didn't see him, even though he knows there's a poor person, let's say he's in Shul, and he didn't see him, he doesn't violate the lotase. Comes along and then he quotes on the bottom, you look at, where there's that arrow and he says like this he has a diuk from the Rajba but he says but the Sefer HaMitzvah of Rabbeinu of the Rambam is Mashba Afilo Eno Mevakesh he says but the Rambam seems to say that even if the poor person doesn't ask that's dangerous that means you're in a shul there's a poor person there and you know that he's there and you don't give him even if he didn't ask you, he's not sure whether you violate the prohibition. He says, in the Rajba, I think you don't violate it, but the Rambam, I'm not sure about. Rav Vazner, who was in the same neighborhood as Rav Chaim Kanievsky, Rav Shmuel Vazner, one of the foremost poskim of the generation, he has questions and answers called Shevet Halevi. They're up there. Shevet Halevi. You see, Rav Vazner was a great Hungarian rabbi and he was the Rav in, in, in Bnei Brak. So he has questions and answers. And if you turn the page to page 13, he says like this, on this question. Look at the second line from the beginning. Ve'im tzarich. 
Right? Last two words. Ve'im tzarech shi'ani tovea mimeno osagik shenachnu yodim shi'ashanim nitzrachim. And whether on this question, if you need that ani actually to ask you, or it's enough, then we know that there are poor people. Poor people. And then there's going to be an obligation on the I think that it's a machloket between the Rambam and Sefer Amitzvot, which Rav Chaim Kanyevsky alluded to. Because when the Rambam seems to say that as long as we know, and look what he says in Perek Zayin Alacha Aleph, but the Rajba in Shavuot and Shemir Abotenu, Lo Mashmakein, says only if there's Aniyim that are asking. So it's a machloket between the Rajba and the Rambam. Whether if an Ani doesn't ask you, are you still obligated to give him? It's get, this is getting more and more tough, right? It's getting more and more tough. Like, really, you should have a lot of, like, change in your pocket. Rabban says if he doesn't ask you still, you should still give? That, if you know that he's around, yes. I don't know what knows he's around now anyways. Like, every time you get a, a piece of mail, every time you... Uh, is that called asking? Every time you... Uh, every time you... Um, we're going to see, by the way, don't get too scared. It's going to be a difference whether it's the Ani directly or an organization. And also if there's a suffix, if he's legitimate or not. You're going to have all these questions. You can't hide yourself. Does that mean that if you are home and you have a ring doorbell and you I don't know. I don't know. What is a person... Here we don't have a problem so much. La Brea is like flooded. come doors? In La Brea, it's all day. Very different. I don't know. The, you have to figure it out. It's all. It's. It's. We have to learn these halachot. That's what I'm saying. If we learn the halachot, at least we'll know what's allowed and what's not allowed. Okay. The bear most. What? What we'll see uh, now? Why? No. You have to buy bear spray. I bought bear spray. You have bear spray. Bear spray. Much worse. Thirty-five feet away. Woo! Oh yeah. Much better, huh? That, that, that guy, you don't want to shoot a gun at anyone. A bear spray, you know. At least. Okay. Next. That's why in Canada they don't allow guns. Okay. Now the. Okay, okay, point well taken. That's why only Ezra, who has the AR automatic rifle, should be allowed. Okay, now the Be'er Moshe. Was Rav Moshe Midebrachin? We don't have a svarim here. Rav Moshe Midebrachin, his his brother was Rav Betzalel Stern. His brother was the Rav in Melbourne, Australia, and he was the Rav in he was a Rav in Borough Park, very big tamid chacham. And he he was nifter like 10, 10, 15 years, something like that. And he writes a teshuva. What happens if you get a letter in the mail? Is that considered also like turning away? And he says like this. Uh, he says like this nearly Nishalti look at the beginning that that we hold in somebody who turns away Sedaka he violates the prohibition is that also letters coming in the mail so he ends off by saying 
that Al Kainirali, look where he says Al Kainirali. Davar Khadash. If a reliable person signed the letter and he says it's truthful, then the, and, and this and this uh, obligation is on all of Bnei Israel, then you do have a, a mitzvah tzedakah and it's possible to say that if you turn away from tzedakah, even if the ani is not standing in front of you, then it's a problem. That's what I do. Any type of bakasha, I send him according to what I'm able to. I know some people, they do that. They send a dollar, two dollars, everything like that. Very, It's a very um, challenging thing with all the ma- letters that people get in the mail. Okay, so wait. So then there's a sefer called Tzedakah Mishpat written by Rav Blau. Rav Blau was a tremendous Talmid Chacham who lived in uh, in, in Sanhedrin Murchevet. At the beginning, he started like a banker, and then he he uh, he was one of the badats, one of the great rabbanim. If you know Mrs. Grama, Mrs. Grama's mother was a widow for many years. Her husband was a great Talmid Chacham. She remarried Rabbi Blau, so he was Rabbi Grama's stepfather officially for a few years. Before he passed away, yeah. <laughs> and he writes like this, and he writes like this on this type of question. Rav Blau suggests that you're allowed to ignore a generalized request via mail or email, and certainly one is not obligated to give more than a small amount. So he argues. He says, <laughs> he says, um, why? Because he brings the Be'er Moshe. What we just read. I think there are a couple of, of of different sides that you can angle that you could say that you're not chayiv. It's something that you don't really know about personally that's not in front of you. It's not the Ani himself asking it's it's considered through a Gabbai Tzedakah through a Gabbai Tzedakah you don't violate the prohibition I don't think you violate the prohibition but obviously and obviously you don't have to support the person according to what they need which would be a tremendous amount I once had a, poor, a person a, a, a situation about a poor person a person that really needed money he's not a Talmud Chacham he doesn't learn but I was basically one of the only people that could help him. It wasn't known or anything like that. So I asked my Rebbe Zriel or Bach, I asked my Rebbe whether I'm obligated to help him, like to the amount that I was helping him. I don't have a lot of tzedakah money to give, and I was giving a lot to him. He said, since you're one of the only ones that know about it, you have more of obligation. In other words, so somebody that comes to your door, we're going to see this in the Rambam, they're going to a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. So you don't have to give them as much. But somebody that you only know about, Priority family member for sure, but somebody that you know is person, then you have more of an obligation. That's what comes out. Okay, and uh, and uh, a, a little bit more. We're already out of town. Sorry, a lot of time. <laughs> in page sixteen, the Gemara in Bavabatra says that you're allowed to get benefit from tzedakah. You're allowed to get kickbacks. That's not a problem. Look at no. Look at the look at like the nafkamina. Look at the. You see there's on on the right side of the page there's this gray bar. Okay, so look over there. 
Haomer. Beatanya, Omer, let's do Litzdaka, Bishil Shiyichyu Bini. I'm giving this Litzdaka on the, uh, uh, in order so that my son should live. Ubishil Shiyeskilama, so I should get the Lamaba. Sadigamur. So that means even if a person is getting benefit from it, for a wish, then there's no problem. I was once in a parlor meeting that Rabbi David Pinto gave in New York in an office. Probably around 2009 or 2010. So he said, see, he was in a meeting, he said, I wasn't going to come to New York because I was sick. I was not feeling well at all. And I, I, I made a deal with Akadosh Baruch Hu. I said, Akadosh Baruch Hu, I'm, I'm doing your work. Uh-huh. I'm making a deal with you. I'm, do, I'm going to collect tzedakah for you. You have to make me feel better. Because I'm, I'm going to do your work. Uh, I made a deal. So you're allowed to do, do that for sure. Some people say that you're not allowed to do that. No, you could. For tzedakah, I don't, I don't know. It says over here, it says in the Gemara that you're oh, a tzaddik gummer. Now I see the answer. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to finish off now. We broke Hashem. We finished the first package. The, the Gemara Masechet Anit says that you're not allowed to test Hashem, but when giving Ma'asir, you're allowed to test Hashem. We're going to get back to this Gemara, so I don't want to stay on it for so long. And I want to leave you with the Ruach Chaim, which is Rav Chaim Ivalajin. He says like this, a beautiful, beautiful pshat. It says... That it says in the pasuk in, Yosh, in Hosea, "Ziru lachem litzdaka kitzu lefichesed." Plant a seed of tzedaka, and then you're going to reap the benefit. He says like this: Just like somebody who plants, he's a wacko. Look at it. He's taking seeds, putting them in the earth so that they should decay. What type of normal person does that? You put seeds so that you're taking something that it should decay. The answer is, he knows that he's going to put in there, it's going to decay, and something nice is going to grow. That's why tzedakah is compared to planting a seed. You're, you're, I'm taking my money and I'm giving my money away. No, but that's like a seed that you're, that you're giving it, that it should plant and it should bring, and it, and it reaps benefit. And therefore he says, just, and, but it's better than that because a seed, the seed itself rots and something else comes out. Over here, the tzedakah, the money serves a good purpose and you get more from it. Right. Okay, and okay, so that so we basically we finished on that, and the Shukranarch ends off by saying that that whether you're allowed to test Hashem's matter of tzedakah or not, uh, we're gonna we're gonna discuss. I, I, I will leave you with a question that I had this no, what, you, what you get back is only what you if you give only my asset ten percent, you for sure getting back that ten percent. Right. Right? Meaning it's dollar for dollar. But if you give more than that, it's aser te aser, which is double. Then you, you can get even more. No, then at that point, the, the extra 10% that you're giving becomes an investment. Then you get even a lot more than 20%. Yeah, I heard that also. I heard that also. I heard that also. So in, in, the, in the last, just to, just to end off of Sakalacha, is like this, that, that if you're unsure, if a man is asking a donation, is truly poor, is actually trying to fool you, you don't have to give him and you're not going to be in violation. So the Gemara says in Bava Batra that we must show our appreciation to fraudsters because if not for them, any person ever asked for tzedakah and we refuse them, we'd get punished immediately. So, we have to say thank you to all those fraudulent pers- people because of them, we have an excuse in Shamaim to say why we didn't give tzedakah to every person that came. Such an important Gemara. So, Although you're, you are allowed to question the legitimacy of the solicitor, the Gemara rules that we may check the legitimacy when being asked to help clothe. But when it's asking for food, we should not delay and we should give him directly. 
So if he asks for food, even if you don't know if it's legitimate, you should try to give him food. Right? Now, because of that, um, you know, I know in Lakewood, Rabbi Forsheimer is posek, that anybody doesn't have a letter, there is a premise that he's a shakran. Because why didn't he get the letter in the first place? Over here, people who come without a letter, you have the right to say, I want to check you out, I don't know where you're from. Unless you see that maybe just he didn't have time yet or something. Yeah, yeah, you can give them a dollar. But anybody who doesn't have the letter, you probably wouldn't violate it because of that. What? We could ask Rabbi Tzvi Haber. He takes care of these things. He'll he'll tell you maybe what his experiences in this field. Oh, I'm learning from Tuesday. I'll ask him. I'll ask him. Okay, that was the first part. Next week is going to be about yeah yeah. We covered a lot of ground. Uh, how to give tzedakah, writing your name on something, how to be mevarnas, Am Yisrael, a lot of fun subjects. Chazak Baruch.